Alright, let's get started. Um, welcome back to Ursulonia, and uh, let's start off with a quick recap. The Chainbreakers, having freed the first of several Leviathan cases, uh, etc., uh, in an attempt to prevent the rise of the Dark Lord, uh, have made their way towards the town of Dreigel. Several nights ago, Lode had received a dream uh, where an entity known as Eldrag had requested the battle axe that uh, Lode had acquired be returned to his horde, and that Lode should travel to Brasha, a small village in the center Crest Mountain. In addition, Yarmon Inara, a member of a secret society known as Seraph, uh, who is dedicated to the uh, country of Ursulania, had requested the assistance of the party to investigate the sudden lack of contact from a research outpost that was studying the Yalu's located at not too far away from Washington. Uh, it's located on the other side of the Frost Gauntlet, a treacherous path through the center crest uh, meant kind of seemed like the logical place to go uh, after um, after returning to Balax, so the party set out. Uh, come across a number of various delays. A Valor Guard patrol that had once spit on John. A uh, pair of twins that had their memories erased and believed that the other was a hallucination. Uh, a number of trees laying across the road and uh, so on. Uh, the party also recently saved a young halfling woman named Rowan whose mentor died as they fell into an icy cold rushing river. Uh, and on the last day of travel, the party passed a young earth elemental that was trying to learn how to juggle. Nearly everyone in the party dismissed him and attempted to move on. However, Lode went over to try and help console the sad elemental. Uh, sensing danger to her young, the mother Earth Elemental stormed out and demanded Lode leave her child alone. Lode mispronounced the mother, mother's name, as do, and a fight broke out. Uh, John, however, was able to successfully convince the Earth Elemental to stand down and taught everyone to be proficient in juggling. Uh, moral of Juggling saves lives. After their, after saying their goodbyes, uh, the party continued on down the road and found themselves at the southern outskirts of the small town of Drygulch, specifically in the Iron District. Uh, so you guys have arrived at Drygulch. It's about okay. Um, and down. Um, a small wrought iron uh, gate fences around a handful of weathered buildings outside of a, a walled small town. Uh, mounted on the fence is a sign that designates this area at the Iron Point. And uh, you can see, even on the outskirts of town, the snow started to pile up on these kind of shabby-looking buildings. They're, they're not the, the best quality. Um, everyone start off with a history. Alright, Josh, you got a, a history check for me? Yes, I'm just launching Battle of Barcelona now. Sorry for the like 10 minute delay, guys. Just roll for them. What's your bonus, Josh? History, history, history. History, plus one. 18. 18, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, VAR uh, and load, or. Er, Voir and uh, Voir Jean and Rife here. The three of you have learned about uh, Dry Gulch in your, your travels. Uh, it makes sense for uh, Rife here as 
from not too far away uh, in the crossroads uh, area, uh, which is a way south of here, but um, still kind of located at the base of the Cindercrest Mountains. Um, Dry Gulch is a whole lot of nothing. Uh, it's kind of a, a trading post stop. Um, there's a, a few residential houses. It's, it's big enough for it to be its own town on a map, but the um, the the biggest thing that they export is wood because it is a fairly forested area. Um, but the export of wood is large enough to put on the map. On the map, it's it's really small. Nothing really of note here. Uh, kind of almost a backwater town in the of uh, the, the Midwestern area. Of, um, through this this section of town, uh, you do see a few dozen houses, some false, small food stores. Uh, you see one that has a, a hanging sign off the, the front of it that says Farrier Way Meat Market. Um, there's a, a as you walk by, there's the smell of curing and roasted meats uh, that seems to drape over this section of the district. Um, at the end of the the Iron Point is the uh, outer walls of the city. They're about 25 feet high and about 10 feet thick, which seems pretty thick for this area. Um, based off of your initial kind of feeling. Um, and it appears to be built to provide safety and shelter for those that uh, can't afford to live within the wall. So even in this backwater town, there's still some hierarchy of, of their citizens. Um, do you guys go in? Do you guys explore the Iron Point? Yeah, we're like way ahead of, ahead of schedule, right? Yeah, we could probably. Yeah. You are five days into a thirteen-day travel, uh, yeah. and the other other leg is about a six-day travel. So you have yeah, yeah. Let's take a second here. Um. So what do we yeah. see in Iron Point? So Iron Point has uh, on the, the map in rule twenty here. That's this area here. Uh, this. One mark D is the, the meat market. Uh, you see a large amount of residential areas. Uh, and by large, I mean you see maybe one to two dozen houses. Uh, for for Dry Gulch, that is the largest that it gets. Uh, there really isn't much uh, out here to explore unless you wanted to go into that meat. Hey, Load, looks like there's a bunch of meat over there. You want to check it out? I'm already running that direction. As soon as uh, there's a bunch of meat over there, I just take off. <laughs> I just start walking towards him. All right. Uh, so, yeah, you follow the the warm smell of curing meats and, and roasted meats, and it leads you into the Farrier Way um, market. Uh, you walk in. It's it's fairly sizable for as small as dry gold. As, as small as dry gold. Um, you see there's a, a couple half-elven patrons over on the side. They look to be dressed in nicer garb than, than we would expect uh, for a town shabby. Uh, and behind the, the counter, you see a large, uh, very large man. Uh, you can almost say he's a giant uh, working behind the, the counter uh, on carving up various like actually a giant size, or just like a really big guy? Like actually a giant. Like a, an actual giant. Like okay. What is the size of an actual giant? If you can help me out. 
uh, yeah. above I mean, eight feet, right? Oh, okay. So, um, I mean, big, but not that big. He's not... 42 feet. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind, I was wrong. That'd be let, me, uh, let me get the official uh, 5e answer. Um, okay. Because they are part of a, a race um, up. Uh, we'll say that this particular giant uh, uh, this particular giant is about tall. About how tall, sir? Eight feet. Eight feet. Okay, yeah. So um, Yeah, we all made it in there. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. I'm gonna let Lo take the lead on this one. Um I'm going to speak in the giant tongue. Okay. Because um, I'm just excited to see a giant. Hmm. I'm, I'm assuming I haven't seen a giant in a while. That seem like uh, a yeah, it's been a while. Okay. As soon as... I don't know if you've started talking it, but as soon as you st- speak another language, Rifear is going to look like very yeah, surprised that, gonna be like that, too. that Lode knows another language. Because <laughs> uh, I'm like, we've never talked about that. That's going to catch me way off guard. I think I'm going to well, lean over to right here. assume that you're just talking gibberish. Yeah, that's what I was going to Like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. This is like racist. You can't just go around pretending yeah. to speak languages. <laughs> look! Look! No! <laughs> so I w- I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask the giant his name, um, and I'm going to remember it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you ask, uh, and he responds in giant, a little bit surprised um, because it doesn't seem like many people come in speaking giant. Um, but he he responds, "I am Helmgat." How would you spell that? H e l m g a n t. Is he saying in common, or is he saying this in giant? Uh, giant. Okay, I'm gonna ask him again. Um, again, this is all in giant. Um, just because it's exciting for Lode as a character. Yeah. Um, if Helmgan is from around here. Originally, no. Originally, where? Brashev. Where, where on the map is Brashev? Uh, let's pop over to the map. So Brashev is actually your destination, and it is kind of at the base of the mountains here, uh, on the way to Ment. So you guys are in Dry Gulch, uh, and Brashev is kind of the entrance here uh, in a... Um, Treacherous path known as uh, the Frost Gauntlet. Okay, but still pretty far south compared to like where I'm from, correct? Correct. You are, if you were to, to to kind of scroll up to the top of the map and then like triple the size of the map, you are like that far north. Okay, that's what I thought. I was just double checking. I'm going to do a history check to see if I remember that we're going. We're going yeah. to his hometown because that is a. I don't remember. You do not remember. <laughs> I said, you know that that sounds familiar, again, and um, in giant, but then I 
finally realize everyone is staring at me. Kind of people are flabbergasted. <laughs> the most shocked you've seen us. More than anything, yeah. Yeah, the, the rest of you see um, you see load and this giant speak in a very slow moving uh, dialect that that almost kind of sounds like uh, Dory attempting attempting to speak whale in Finding Nemo. Yes, uh, exactly that. And you, you you look bewildered, and as you you see this conversation play out, you watch as this butcher kind of relaxes a bit and just like immediately seems more friendly. Not that he was standoffish before, but like you could tell by his demeanor, it he's suddenly a lot more comfortable with you. Like he went from neutral to welcoming. Yeah, exactly. To friendly. Soon we can give him to honor, then exalt it. First off, you missed. Oh, what about revered, man? Also, I'm going to reach out and uh, shake his hand. Or like two fingers. All right, you reach out. He looks at, at your tiny, tiny hand. And he, he picks up a, uh, a slab of bacon that he's cutting that is a, about the size of your arm. And just drops it on your hand. Oh my god, he crushes my arm. <laughs> can I make a strength check to see if I look awful? <laughs> uh, you can absolutely make a strength check. Just so you know, if you fail, this is all smoke. Oh <laughs> yeah, I fail. <laughs> your arm is pinned. Oh, it's not broken or, or damaged or anything. Your arm is pinned against the, the counter and you are unable to move. The Stuck bacon is the bacon. Ryfear will, if he sees John struggling with bacon, I'll go over and help and help him lift some of it. Alright, uh, so you're able to lift the bacon off between the two of you. Uh, you can tell by the, the cut of, or the, the size, that this is definitely from a, a large hog. Like, not just your regular farm pigs. Uh, this is from, like, wild boar that is abnormally large. Um, and uh, he... The, the giant says in common this time, uh, that's on the house. You. Last year on that last one. Yeah. Uh, you keep. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm like going like this and trying to get the bacon, you know, just off of me. So I'm going to let load take the bacon. Yeah. If your arm is just covered in slime from yeah. like the fat drippings and the not yet fully cleaned off blood just like dripping all over your, your arm and your cloak. Smokey is definitely like licking, helping you. <laughs> <laughs> huh. um, yeah, is there anything else you guys do in the, the meat market? You now have uh, roughly 25 pounds of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Load. You speak giant language? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like, just like, yeah, whatever. Don't wow. we all? Wait, you can speak it too? I look at Tobar. I answer back, so I guess that um, Load and Rifer can understand. Yeah, I thought everyone could. In Giant. I don't speak Giant. I don't speak oh, Giant. I, I thought because of the questioning you could, so I guess only Load understands. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's pretty cool that you can speak giant. And and you just see Tobar and Load speaking super slow and <laughs> that checks out. Am I correct that like this this language would to to combat the slowness which they speak would be like extra 
communicative for like per each word. Debts with communication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's like reading Dune. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's almost, it, it, despite its complexity, it's almost like German where there is a word that means like very specific things where you could just use one word and it basically is a full sentence worth of things. Uh, giant is very similar to that, uh, where you don't need to say a lot of things to convey your message. You can just say a few sounds, and it basically gets your your point. Man, when you hear the football announcers popping off in giant language in D anD D when someone scores an awesome like soccer goal, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, random side note: uh, for whatever reason, all of my checks are getting a plus one. Like, I should just have minus one strength and like plus two uh, constitution. Whatever reason, I don't know why they're getting all plus ones. So we're, we'll just say minus one when things like that happen. But I, I can't figure it out in D and D Beyond. I don't have any extra modifiers or overrides or anything weird like that. So I don't understand. Could be a Beyond Twenty setting. Uh, I know you can uh, you can add in a plus one mark. Okay, let me look in there real fast. But continue, sorry. I'm just going to... Um, yeah, uh, anything else you guys do in the uh, the meat market? You now have uh, lots and lots of bacon. I'm going to order some... I'm going to purchase some beef from him, too. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to tip him handsomely because I was excited to meet a giant again. Okay, cool. How much do you give him? Uh, the, the beef on its own would cost about eight silver. Eight silver? I'll give him... Um, I'll just give him 20 silver altogether. Okay, cool. Uh, he is is very, very happy to see this um, and, and thanks you. And within a few minutes, you have large, perfectly wrapped slabs of, of beef. Uh, roughly about 20 pounds. Of 20 pounds? Yep. Well, we had 25 pounds of bacon, so this is on top of that now. So oh, what are you guys going to eat? Jesus Christ, man. Um. So I, I guess I guess I want to know more about uh, load speaking giant. So I'm just going to say. So how long have you been speaking giant? Um. I mean, I mean, a long time. Probably about ten years since I started picking it up. Wow. I learned it, it when I was pretty young. I, I take a step back because load is a half orc, right? Yep. I take a step back and I go, are you half giant? No. Oh, okay. So you're half orc, half human? Yep. Hey, Lode, which one of your parents is the orc and which one is the human? My dad is the orc. Oh, and your mom is a human woman? Yeah. Really? I mean, she's a pretty, she's a pretty big woman for a human. Well... Dad, I would like assume so. <laughs> Maybe your mom was like half giant and you're like quarter giant. You have like a little bit in you. Yeah, it would make sense because I mean, you're I so mean, damn maybe, big. But I didn't, I didn't, yeah, that's not how you learn languages. <laughs> I didn't learn to speak giant like as a genetic trait. <laughs> yeah, I was true. just saying. I would, um, wouldn't say that because he wouldn't know. Right. He doesn't wait, know. Wait, wait, look. I got like a million questions. Is that common? Do humans co- like. No, that's giant. Nice. Yeah. 
Very, <laughs> very good. <laughs> it was. It was very good. Uh, are like humans like so half? Or- so every time you meet a half orc, it's not two people who are half orcs having I mean, a child be. together. I mean, yeah. Well, like, which one is more common? Is it like the half orcs getting together, or is it a orc and a human? Like, what? Like, right here. That- There's no way that load knows the statistics on this. I start drawing pictures for Rifeir. <laughs> I, I can only say I can only say in my community it was mostly half orcs and half orcs, but there are notable ten, uh, cases of orcs and humans. Ha, Vor owned. He knew only, exactly what I, I was only asking. know. I only know from my town. Wow, that was really impressive. Good, but good to know. Good job. Well, I think we're good here. We've got yeah. 45 pounds of meat. More, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus. You spoke giant. Uh, uh, giant man. Um, I'm going to ask the... Oh, right here. His name is Helmgant. 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 Yeah, he looks hard. Yes. Is there an inn in this town? Uh, somewhere where visitors from outside of town would typically go first. Uh, yes, inside the walls, the worthy bear. The worthy bear. Thank you. Bow to him quickly. Uh, John. I'm Vor- gonna ask the group real quick. Are we are well, we staying the night here, you guys, in this town? What time do we be here? Uh, it's it's probably early afternoon at this point. About two p.m. I mean, we might as well rest here, right? I mean, why rest on the road when we can rest in walls? I mean, that seems safer. I understand I have my spell and whatnot, but, you know. Maybe we can meet some locals. We could play a show for them or something like that. You guys can juggle in the background. I can do a little ditty. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite Helmgant to dinner then. Yeah, cool. yeah. He should, he should come uh, join us in the tavern later. That'd be great. Uh, it sounds like a joyous event. While you're all searching for your... Anyway. Looking to... Get, um, get established here i guess i'm going to go and ask around um i've got someone or something i need to go do in this town oh okay. but do, do you want us I'll, to come with you right here uh that shouldn't be necessary but i'll come and find you guys if i need you you'll be at the worthy bear right well yeah, i guess we'll, we'll, we'll all go we yeah like yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay well, well i guess we're all headed we're all headed there first, so yeah. Let's. Uh, I guess let's just all go there. Okay, all right. So, so you guys make your way uh, through the the city gates. I mean, sure, bring you back, Dragle, right? Yeah, you did. And and what's uh, the the guard situation, real fast? Do we see a lot of guards? Do we see? Uh, you see the shabbiest of Valor Guard uh, soldiers. There is some Valor Guard here, but out of the. Uh, Citizens that you've seen, you've maybe seen two or three uh, Valor Guard. There, there really isn't a presence here just because this is town that, based off of the lack of presence, you can kind of assume they don't really care too much for. Loads kind of people. Hell yeah. Totally. So you guys make your way up through the southern gate. Um, and the, the gate... End of the city itself is is fairly narrow, um, allowing only for a handful of people to walk in and out at a time. 
And uh, as you kind of make your way through, there's a, a wagon that's that's kind of leaving out the, the city, kind of pushing everyone to, to one side. And uh, Jean, roll a perception check. You got it, dude. We'll see if it gives this one a plus one. No, it didn't. All right. Cool. Not um, good, by the way. Let's continue on to the Worthy Bear uh, Tavern, uh, which is located Northgate District, uh, which is kind of up here at northern end of uh, of town. And uh, as you, you kind of approach it, you notice that the tavern is fairly large for as, as small as the city is. Um, kind of get the sense that because there's nothing really else to do, people drink. Um, and that's this tavern for as, as small as the town is, is kind of where everyone stays. Uh, Does that mean what, that the tavern's a little nicer? Uh, comparatively, yes, but that doesn't mean it's, uh, it, it's still kind of run down. Um, and as you approach, you can hear shouting from a woman and uh, a man kind of right, right inside the door. And just as you get to the door, a human male storms out and, and uh, slams the door behind him. He charges through you, uncaring of your presence, kind of mumbling to himself. And he, he stops off uh, down the street. Um, and the, uh, the woman kind of stands in the doorway and just seems flustered. And she sighs and kind of walks back to her, her, uh, her table as you can see on the inside. You guys uh, go in the, the bar? Yeah, I, I guess I ask her, is everything sure. okay? Uh, yeah, as you, you walk in, um, she kind of sits back down and the rest of the bar seems kind of awkwardly silent for a second and then conversation starts to pick back up. Uh, there's kind of a, a buzz starting to, to form and you walk over and uh, she she kind of puts her, her head in her hands and kind of sits there and sighs deeply, calms herself down and grabs the ale down to slams the cup on the, the uh on the table. Yeah, who cares? Alright. It just yep. seemed like maybe Water. there was something going on there. <laughs> it's the same shit every day. Don't know why he does that. Alright. I mean I my mean... shit's usually the same, ma'am. I I get it. Load, why don't you go get us a table? <laughs> Water and load go off to go get beer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as, as you guys go off to get tables, you you see. Um, one second, roll something real quick. Okay, oh. I, I didn't leave. By the way, I'm still trying to talk to her. Right. Um, I just needed to, to roll something for. Okay. Well, just like uh, you uh you guys go and find a, a table. I'll come back to to you, uh, Jean, and you you notice that the the bar is is. Kind of busy. Uh, there's there's a number of people in, inside. Um, a couple of people at the bar, a few tables, uh, and uh, kind of a, a lone guy off in the corner drinking by himself. And the uh, the bartender um, currently serving ales to some of the, the people who are sitting at the bar. And he looks over at you. Uh, Hail travelers! Welcome to the Worthy Bear. What can I do for you? We'll need uh, room for the night and uh, probably board as well. All right, uh, I can do that. Uh, he kind of looks you over, uh, you up and down. You uh, don't seem like you came in from the east. You guys uh, don't don't try to head out that way. Uh, I've heard some reports of some 
heavy snows coming in, kind of a little earlier in the winter this, for for this time. But uh, do you guys have a store for stuff that's uh? Well, I'm kind of cold. I wasn't kind of dressed for this weather. Uh, you'll, you'll oh, probably. Tomorrow, I got extra. I got extra clothes. Oh, thanks, man. What were you gonna say? <laughs> uh, if you were looking for something, uh, the the engraved arrow would probably be your your best bet to buy things. The uh, the best shop in town, really. Thanks, and uh, I'll say thanks, and I'll uh, kind of like uh, flip the like a uh, silver at him. Oh, thank you kindly. Uh, I had a question. You mentioned that we don't look like we came in from the east. Have you seen anyone that looks like they came in from the south of here? Or anything? anybody else that looks like they haven't come in from the east in the last few days? I mean, we don't get a ton of visitors. Nobody seems to want to visit Dry Gulch days. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't say from the south. I mean... Can't tell where you, you all came from, but uh, you lot seem to be not on this weather to breathe down as the people that I've seen coming from the east, that's for sure. Have you seen anybody else who looks not as weathered or beat down uh, in the last week or so? And could you tell me if maybe they were still here? I mean, yeah, there was this, uh, this one fella, not too different than your yourself, um, that kind of came through here. Four days back, and uh, said he was looking for something or someone or huh, I, I don't remember. Um, it, would he still be here by chance, or did he leave? I, if he's still here, I haven't seen him in two or three days. Thank you. He he did mention something about Or's rest point don't don't know why you'd be going all the way out there but or's hmm. rest where's or's rest to kind of think of where that is on the map it's uh, of us. roll a uh-huh. roll an okay. intelligence intelligence all right <laughs> nope that didn't do it Uh, so I just rolled in the dang. If only there's a way to take that roll over. I just rolled in the the. I didn't roll with the roll twenty. I rolled in the D and D Beyond. But I got a yeah. I, I got a really good roll. I got a twenty one. All right. Yeah. Uh, you actually remember uh, hearing Or's rest mentioned by Yarmon back in Ravenbell? Uh, it's out here, kind of also in Midwestern uh, Ursulonia, uh, but it is. As uh, Matt just said, it is kind of south of where you guys are heading. Um, a little southeast. Hmm. Uh, if I may ask, the man you said he looked like looked like me, as in his clothes were similar. Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, that's all right. Like he seemed kind of also stoic, not unlike yourself. Well, well, thank you for the information. I'll pull out some sure. money and pay him for whatever. Uh, what does what does a room and board cost? For the night, it's uh, 
Um, five silver for three rooms. I'll give him the five silver. All right. Uh, so you guys now have rooms. Um, roll. Okay. Um, we'll cut back to Jean. Uh, you have been talking to this um, human woman who's kind of in her, her late 40s. Uh, she has uh, braided blonde hair that's kind of got strands of, of kind of silver and white in it. Um, and her skin is very rough and weathered. Uh, it looks like she works outside every day. She has has braved the elements time and time again. Uh, she's dressed in, in very kind of ragged clothing that um, almost appears to be made out of like burlap layered with leather um, just to, to kind of protect her from, from the cold. Doesn't look like she's she's super well off, but uh, she appears to have enough to, to drink here at the tavern, and that is how she spends her days. All right. Well, I guess I make it apparent that, you know, drinks are on me tonight. And um, uh, I, I guess I just kind of want to know the situation that went down with her uh, male friend. Um, so I, I kind of inquire about that when I feel like I've got a little bit of rapport with her that, you know, she'll open up to me. Um, I know she said, like, same shit, different day and all this other stuff. But just kind of, you know, opening the doors up a little bit just to see what's inside. Yeah. Uh, takes a, a few seconds, but she reveals that her, her name is Ardrin. Um, and she, she kind of sits there with the, the now empty, uh, mug kind of rolling it back and forth. Um, as she, she kind of talks to you, that fucking asshole, this is the fourth time I've caught him cheating with my sister. I, I I throw him out every time, but it, it, it always seems to happen every time. Well, why do you keep going back to that son of a bitch? Who else? There's plenty of eligible bachelors. What do I see sitting around the tavern? Uh, You see. um, Hello. You you turn and look, and you happen to catch Vor's eyes, and Vor kind of like, hey, how's it going? Like, just (laughs) knowing what's going on in this conversation, but like, hey, I'm I'm over here. We got the rooms. We're good. and you, you see uh, a handful of humans uh, sitting at the, the bar. There's a, a half-elf there. And everybody at the bar looks just as weathered, just as, as downtrodden as, before, as, uh, as Ardrin does. Um, you see uh, two half-elves who are very clearly from not here uh, sitting at a, a table um, a couple tables away. Uh, and they look to be just finishing up on some uh, kind of stale-looking bread and kind of uh, tough meat uh, prepared. Uh, and then you see the uh, the uh, half-elven man who is drinking by himself uh, get up and, and start to leave. I say, look at those those elf people over there. They're not too bad, huh? You want me to date an elf? Sure. I know um, plenty of good elves. Won't they have pointy ears? Sure, more to nibble on, am I right? <laughs> I kind of nudge her. <laughs> Fuck off. 
I'm not getting anywhere with this lady. She kind of turns and, and like turns away. <laughs> well, I guess before she does that, uh, when I realize I'm losing her, I- I'm gonna make a performance check and I'm gonna start singing. And worst case scenario, she still doesn't respond to this, and then I just sing for the tavern. Um, do that fast. Make a performance check, and then everybody make a perception check, mm-hmm. including John. Good performance. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, Jean, you're too wrapped up in your beautiful performance on your lute. Really so noted. you had a bad day. <laughs> you pull out your lute and you play uh, an overplayed song from, from about a decade past in your, uh, uh, your travels. And... Uh, and and as you're you're playing, the the woman kind of eases a little bit, kind of goes back to a, a neutral uh, demeanor. Um, not exactly glad to have you around, but also not shooing you away. I mean, uh, Tobar, you see uh, a half elven man get up and start to walk out, and Voir, you feel like you've seen that guy before. Seems familiar. You can't. You're not entirely sure that is somebody you've seen, but he looks familiar. Do I think of anything of it, or just a man getting up? Just a man getting up. Cool. Sounds good. Keep on going on with my day. Actually, uh, think of maybe with stories that I've heard from these guys. He. He looks vaguely familiar. Vor has a, a more of an inkling that he knows that he's seen that person. Can I get closer and see if I can look at him more carefully? Uh, you can. He is on his way out of the bar, uh, so you only have a few seconds to, to kind of catch up to him. Uh, how, how close are you getting? Uh, I think Vor will just follow him out. Okay. Um, I'll probably follow as well. Seeing that, would I see the party leave? Uh, you would. Uh, Lord and Rifier see uh, Tobar and Vor get up and start to to head out, but uh, sort of signals out just to stay, or he might even just say it out loud. He said, "I'll I'll be right back." Okay. You say? Okay. Just for the rest of the the party stay. Load or uh, John, you're too wrapped up in your performance. You you don't see uh, the the rest. That does check out. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, Ty. Um, with hearing that he wants us to stay, I still have a really bad feeling. So I am actually going to touch Smokey, and I'm going to cast Beast Sense. Okay. And have Smokey just kind of follow him out, uh, trying to be a little stealthier. Okay. Um. Have uh, Smokey and Voir roll a stealth. Uh, Voir's not trying to be sneaky. Okay. Yeah. And I don't really know how to. Oh, there it is. Stealth. Good stuff. Yep. Smokey's absolutely fine. Okay. Cool. Uh, so Voir, as you uh, you head out, and uh, I'll just uh, narrate everything through Voir's eyes. Smokey's seeing what Voir sees essentially. 
Um, Voir, as you you head out, you uh, you see that this this half elf uh, kind of looks around. Uh, he looks to be kind of in his mid age, um, not particularly old, um, older than than yourself, um, but maybe by a decade or two. Um, and uh, you see him kind of look around and, and kind of uh, nod to himself a little bit and uh, start to walk towards the uh, southern gate. Vlar uh, will cast uh, invisibility on himself and he'll follow. Okay. Um, you see him uh, enter in a small house uh, kind of close to the Ingradero, uh, this one here on the map. Um, and the, the door closes behind him uh, as he, he goes in. Uh, okay, Blar will just sort of, uh, you know, post up for, uh, for a little while and uh, wait, see if he hears or sees anything. Okay. A uh, couple minutes go by. A few more minutes go by. And uh, you see a a blue flash come from the uh, the windows of the the house. Um, everything is still fairly quiet. There's no sound that, that's emitted when this happens, but the interior of the house lights up with a blue flash, and then it goes away um, quickly as it came. Uh, are there windows that look into the house? Uh, there are windows. Yes. Uh, Boyle will walk up to one of the windows. Okay. Uh, make a perception check. Alright. Uh, you look into the window and you see um, you're, you're looking kind of into a bedroom window. You see a very rough looking wooden bed, uh, some wooden dressers that uh, appear to have the, the drawers opened. Uh, you don't see anybody in this room. Uh, but you do see um, kind of somebody walk past the door just uh, on the other side of the, the room from where you're looking in. Uh, are there other windows? Uh, there don't appear to be, no. So I, I see movement from one person then. Uh, from what you've been able to see, yeah. Yeah. Um... All right, uh, Vlar does a, um, casting a, a sound illusion, minor illusion of a, uh, of a person screaming right outside the door. Okay. Uh, you see, uh, as you do so, um, you see this half-elven figure, um, kind of dart into this bedroom that you're, you're standing outside of the window of, um, and he, he's, he looks kind of not necessarily scared, but guilty uh, is a, a good way to put it. Um, and you, you see him kind of s- stand there, almost frozen with, with fear, as if he's deciding what to do next. Uh, and he kind of waits. And the because the sound doesn't get any closer, he just kind of hangs out in the, the bedroom area for a second. He sits on the the bed and kind of calms himself down. And then you see him pull out a, uh, a copper wire and uh, roll another perception. 
All right. Uh, you actually get close enough to the window where you can actually hear through the thin, um, very loosely put in glass uh, that, that comprises this window. And uh, you hear him say, Things are done. I will be heading to Orr's Rest soon. Make sure it's ready for me. And then he puts the copper wire away and uh, he readies himself for for bed. It's about 5 p.m. at this point, uh, having gone to the, the tavern for a bit and explored a little bit. So uh, it is definitely still very early for, for bed, um, but... Uh, he, he does appear to be down. Uh, and I still don't recognize or realize why I recognize him. Make a history check. It takes you a bit, and because he's now laying just feet in front of you, uh, you get a pretty good look at him. His features, kind of the the shape of his nose, his uh, the the point of his his half elven uh, ears, his uh, deep uh, deep blue eyes. Like you, you get close enough to him that you can finally start to place how he looks familiar. Um, you realize that this is. A man that looks very similar to Basil Oud, the half-elven old man that you saw uh, after Chestnut Rock in Duskwall, and then you saw again uh, receive the Orb of Transference from Levantra uh, in Veritas. Uh, but this this man in front of you looks much younger. Uh, that's good enough for Bar. He'll head back to the end. Okay. And I would imagine Smokey follows as well. Yeah. Well, Smokey. Yeah. Once I see that uh, Vor's back in here, I'll probably summon um, Smokey then. Just because okay. Vor went invisible, so I actually have no idea where he went. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Um. Yeah. Um. You guys make it back to the, the end just fine, um, and you guys have the, the evening ahead of you. Um, ales for uh, pricing, you, you talk to the uh, bartender, they're just uh, they're three copper, and uh, you can get some, uh, freshly baked bread, which um, the entire bar has this nice bakery aroma. Um, a loaf runs about five copper, and you can get a thick slab of meat of some kind uh, for uh, one silver. Just what we needed. More meat. <laughs> so I walk over to the group. I'm a, I'm a little, like, you know, winded and kind of glistening a little bit. And I go, all right. What do you guys think of the songs, huh? I like Hold them. On. Thanks, Lode. You know, Lode, I've been actually working on a song uh, for you, and I know that we're in a band and we should be doing it together, but there was just kind of a little special thing I've been putting together for you. Um, and then uh, let's say we see uh, Voir uh, walk back in and, um... hey, Voir, where'd you go? Getting some fresh air? 
Yep. I say that as Tom is away. Sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> first oh, round's on me, and I'll uh, I'll pay for the first round. Dude, it's been okay. four hours. We've had a couple rounds. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this is John's first drink. But it's only been like so twenty long. minutes. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, do you guys hang out at the the bar for the rest of the night? Um, I'm gonna uh, head on over sooner or later as it dies down to the engraved arrow. Okay, as you head over uh, to the engraved arrow, uh, you see that the engraved arrow is actually closed. Mm. You see that uh, there's a sign that says, uh, "We'll be back tomorrow." Does it say like time wise, or just "We'll be back tomorrow"? There, there really isn't a good way of okay, measuring. No worries. Um, <laughs> so, just we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I say okay, and then yeah, go for it. Vard, you share oh. anything with us, by the way? No. Uh, I'm gonna go and uh, take my leave of the group and say I'm gonna head out for a walk on the town. Um, I'll be back before the end of the night. And I am going to go ask any like Ballard or anything like that that like are on the city, the outskirts of the city, like basically, basically, do I find any Ballard for one? Like, where would I go? The, like, if if I were to leave towards um, Or's Rest, like, what gate would I head towards? Uh, you'd head towards the southern gate, the one you arrived at the city at, um, mm. and you remember from your walk in. That you might have seen maybe one or two Valor Guard from mm. the edge of town to the tavern, uh, and it at the time he was just like walking around. It didn't look like he was on an official patrol. Uh, he definitely wasn't at a uh, a station, but he wasn't uh, watching, um, kind of out and about. Uh, can I see if there's anything that looks like it's open in the town nearby? Anything that like a forge, anything like that that would have people in it? Uh, the, the closest thing to that area is the meat market that you uh, visited before. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, it looks like just uh, ragged, like, disheveled uh, housing. Uh, can I do a perception check to just see if I can, like, see any, just, like, looking for any details that I'd be looking for? Uh, please do. Wait. <laughs> As you uh, you start towards the southern part of town, um, you happen to to look at uh, kind of the the way some of the buildings are lined up just right, and um, you can see that there's almost a symbol across multiple uh, buildings, as if somebody like took like chalk and did a quick like line as they walked past. But when you look at it just right, there's a, a symbol there and you you recognize um is one that the Fear Clan uses fairly often, especially when going on hunts, uh to um to communicate that um the objective is close and that uh the the 
object that is being sought is close to found. Uh, I'm going to see this and see that it's made of like chalk and try and like dust it away. I guess so other people can't see it. Yeah, easily enough. Um, th- because it's spread across a, a couple different buildings. Um, go ahead and roll a slide of hand check. See how how much attention you draw by like rubbing buildings. Uh, no attention at all. Uh, as you, you walk by, you quickly kind of move your hand across and the, the chalk um, kind of goes right with your hand, at least enough to distort any sort of symbol that was um, your fluid. Fairly quickly uh, erase the... Cool. Awesome. Uh, I'll head back to the tavern. All right. Um, so you guys have a few rooms at the tavern, um, and the the rest of the night is yours. By this point, you all have had um, various meets. Maybe it was one meet. No one can really tell at this place. It's kind of just meat. A um, couple loaves of bread and uh, and fair amount of ale. Um, and the the rest of the night is yours to uh, to relax. Um, John, as you retire for the night, um, if we are getting to that point, I want to jump in. If you guys want to chat beforehand, or um, has has Rifier come back yet? Uh, so yeah, okay, sure. Um, then I, I mean, if yeah, if anybody, if nobody's sharing anything, um, yeah, I think I think we just move forward with the night. Okay. Right here or uh, before we go to bed, I want to wait until everyone goes to their rooms, and then I do have something, but it sounds like we're not there yet, so keep going. Okay. Uh, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys return to your rooms. The, the next part is going to be like when things are called. So uh, if you have oh, things okay. to share. No, um, yeah, and that one then I would like to go over to Vor's room and just, you know, lightly tap on the door and just say, hey, hey, Vor, do you got a sec? I guess. Um, so I, I just enter and go, hey, um, that that man that we saw earlier, who who was he? I feel like I know him, but I don't. Var looks around, looks outside the hallway, and then shuts the door. Oh, I figured I already walked in. So. Uh, um, <laughs> let me in, bitch. <laughs> War looks looks at Tobar pretty hard for a couple seconds. I I have something to admit. I I followed you. I know, I know you said to stay, but I I followed you, and I'm sorry. I don't actually know where you went. You went uh, invisible, but I know you were looking at the guy just like I was looking at the guy. So I just wanted to talk to you alone, away from the group. Like, who was he? Truth is, I don't know. Honestly. He reminded me of someone that we, we used to know. A man named Basil or Bad guy, we think. Tricked us and uh, out of something that was worth probably quite a bit of money. 
worked with a uh, pretty bad woman. Tobar was there for Levantra, by the way. Yeah. Oh, was he? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was there. I was there for the burning of the village. So you know Basil and all that. Like you yeah. are. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then. Then yeah, I, he just reminded me of him. So I so I um, followed him and uh, wanted to see what he was doing. He said some things, some plan, talking to a copper wire, but it wasn't really anything that was very substantive, nothing very useful, other than the fact that he happened to look like a guy that, you know, I dislike. Wait, a copper wire? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, and I'm going to pull out my copper wire that I use when I use message. Kind of like this? Yeah. It must have been what he was doing. Then he must have been around someone he was talking to. Was there anyone else in the house? No one that I saw. But I didn't go inside. I waited till he went to bed outside of his window. It was quite erotic. I mean, you do you, man, but uh <laughs> got a boner, you poked me in the eye. Claws <laughs> 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 <Well>, invisible. <laughs> I don't know what's hitting my eyes, stop it. <laughs> I mean, we can go check it out if you want. I'm pretty sneaky. Worst comes to worst, I can make it look like Smokey just just there. And it's just a wolf. What would you want to check out? As far as I know, he's asleep. See who the other participant is? Yeah, how long is the range of the message? 120 feet. Um, I mean, it's it, you, you got to be in visual distance with the person, so I, I don't think it's too far. Well, there's I no mean, one I haven't really that. tested it. I, I, I haven't like had anyone be like, oh, yeah, let's go this far. But, I mean, I've had to see the person. Like, If it's through a wall, I can't do it. Well, I guess you can, as long as you're familiar with the person for a message. Like Var, yeah. you would know that, I imagine. Uh, maybe I don't. I don't have the message spell. Oh, oh, it's you a cantrip. So I just assume. Sorry, a solid that. object. If you're familiar with the target, so yeah, I guess <laughs> he could knows message. Var doesn't. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a wizard. We all man. have our strengths and weaknesses here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, it's up to you. I mean, I, I don't mind either way. I mean, I know I'm, they I'm, stole I'm, people. Or stole people, stole something from us, but uh, tailing him. But it's not much to go on. It's just that he looks like a guy that he just looks like Basil. I okay. mean, if you feel like that's worth worth tracking down, then I guess yeah, I'd be happy to work with you. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else how we would track that person that he was talking to. I mean, not without you know, I guess interrogating him. I guess we could do that, but. Um, let me do some digging. I might have some some idea. Okay. Well, I'll be here if you uh, if you want to talk more. I think we okay. probably keep this from the rest of the group until we at least have some concrete information. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and with that, I'm gonna go ahead and go back to my room. But then I have some stuff before sleeping. Okay. Um. So we only got three rooms. Who's bunking with who? I'll go with Rife here. Bars guys are. Yeah, John, you can stay with me. Okay. 
Yeah. I guess I, I guess I imagine that while um, <laughs> uh, Voir and Tobar are talking, depending on how close the rooms are, you can hear Load and I wrestling in the other room. <laughs> And it's not oh, going well, John. <laughs> Does it ever? No. <laughs> you just hear a halfling just getting bounced around the room. You got beat by 25 pounds of bacon earlier. <laughs> I don't know what you were expecting. I think I'm only 42 pounds myself, so... Oof. Funny. Uh, John, as you are, are being tossed around this room... Um, out of one of your pockets, a uh, a small slip of parchment falls out. I um, I I pick it up. I go load, load, load. Wait, seriously, wait, just one second. Jeez, <laughs> I pick up the uh, little piece of paper and uh, take a look at it. All right. Um, it says kind of in scratchy handwriting. Uh, before you leave, find me. Above engraved arrow. We need to talk. And it's signed A-V. Okay. Um, and then, uh, Tor. I, I, I'm going to share this with Lode. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I say, hey, do you remember uh, uh, Malvis Vidal? Because <laughs> uh, I think John would put that together. I don't know how many AVs we know. Um, no. <laughs> 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 I, I think you might be here be able to try. <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, I jump on load and I try to, to put him in a headlock. You fail miserably. Yeah, he, he pulled you over. That was my strength check. <laughs> he, he pulls you off as if he was pulling off a, a jacket. And he just like tosses you onto the bed, flips you over, tosses you onto the bed. Mounts you. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> this is how you make that work. <laughs> so yeah, John, you currently have somebody who's about five times, maybe even six times your weight, uh, sitting on top of you. I rolled a, a, a seven for my strength check. <laughs> uh, feels kinda like your your ribs are kind of caving in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I go, you're crushing me. Not caving <laughs> in, just me. bending, just bending a little bit. <laughs> Luckily, I can heal myself. Fall on Lenny, on John. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> like watching a tree branch. Kind of, your ribs are kind of like watching a tree branch, like start to bow. Like it's enough pressure now. Oh, that's funny. I get the hand, and I get off of him. <laughs> <laughs> So no, I don't remember all this Fidel. I said, okay, I think we're all done for tonight. Um, and okay, I think I'm maybe go to sleep. <laughs> okay. And I think I'll go over um, to uh, to Rifeir's room. I say I'm going to go talk to Rifeir. I'll be back. I just snore in response. <laughs> He's already asleep. Jesus yeah. Christ! Also, guys, I got to take a piss real quick. While all right. I go over to Rifeir's room. Uh, Tobar, you later. Okay, so I guess I go over to Tobar and Rifeir's room. Okay. Um, And I tell them about the note. I bring the note with me and I say, hey, I found this in my pocket. You found it in your pocket? I found it in my pocket. I don't know at what point it was placed there, but I found it there. 
Uh, Loki oh, was time flinging me around the room, Hulk style, and this what is what is I... it? What does it say? Oh, I, I show you. I honestly can't remember, but it was signed AV. Um, the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, Amaldus Fadal, but it says before oh, yeah. you leave, find above engraved arrow. We need to talk. Do I remember uh, if that was a one story or two story tie when I went over there? It was a three. Okay. Two. Oh, two. Okay. AV. Um. Arcus will Dwin Fohand. Um, it can't could think be of a different AV. I'm not sure. Can't but... think of. Well, I mean, well, one of those the, the AV that we know is right dead. Like, right. Like we killed, killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. He left in a sewer. So. Like he left me this. I'm gonna open up my my thing and show him the big like black streak across my chest. Because ever since he got me with the shadow sword, I've had a big black line on my chest ever since then. So that's interesting that you think he might still be alive. I, I'm not saying that's necessarily what it is, but I think that this is pretty suspect, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Should we should well, we go see him? I mean, yeah, I think so. I think we should go to the engraved arrow. The question is, do we go now or do we wait till morning? Darkness is always a friend. It is. I'm gonna get get my cloaks back on and tie everything up. And I uh, use my um, um, uh, speaking stone, and I ask uh, Voir, saying, "Hey, Voir, come over to Rife here in Tobar's room." I uh, Voir goes. Uh, I'll do the same thing to look. Okay. Uh, it takes a, a few minutes, but Lode eventually wakes up. Uh, you actually have to go back into the room and like physically wake him. Speaking stone. Is that it. checks out. Um, but eventually, you you get Lode back up, and uh, all right, you guys head out to the engraved arrow. But well, we, we talk like, about it. We talk about it right. at first. Um, I, I I run it past Voir. I say, you know, this is the note. Um, it says meet above the uh, engraved arrow. Uh, my question is, you know, do we do it tonight or do we wait until the morning? What was the name of that lady you were talking to? I don't know if she gave me her name. Maybe she did. Well, my- it was Ardrin and it was uh, E-R-D-R-Y-N. Mm-hmm. Or not maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Does John remember that? Yeah. Mike does. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> or did well, he? I don't know. Do you think it's worth looking into? I mean, here's the thing. I would know... Load and I wrestle every night, so I would know if something was in my pocket. This had to have been placed into my pocket recently. So by and I would, in the village? Right, and I was most distracted while we while I was doing my performances. So... My best guess is that whoever this person was was in the tavern with us. Mm. Again, Ardrin, could it have been the woman? Amy? It very well could have been, but she wasn't. She didn't seem interested in speaking to me while we were in the tavern, so why would she now want to speak with me in, in private? I mean, it wasn't even... Everybody else was going about their business, and we were having a one-on-one conversation. Why didn't she just you know, say, 
you know, I need to meet you or slip me the note. Like it would have been inconspicuous. Why plant it in my pocket? I'm thinking it doesn't have anything to do with her. Yeah, you raised my curiosity. I, I agree. I think we do go check it out. And you think tonight as well? Well, yeah, I, I got to imagine that unless they put a time on there, they're there now. So we could do a thing um, where, pull it up here. I have the fly spell and you have the invisibility spell. And I, I mean, I could basically cast fly on you and you could fly up because it's above the, um, the engraved arrow. And we can see if there's like an easy way in, or we could even do that to Rife here, honestly. We could both cast on him. Uh, yeah, I could also use the broom, right? Fly spell makes all my possessions invisible as well. Oh, no doubt. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be happy to, yeah, cast invisibility. But I can, I can make the whole party invisible if we wanted to. Well, maybe hang on to that one, but I, I, I don't know. I think maybe like a quick scout would probably be best. I, I, I guess I worry though putting Rifeir in first. Because the note was technically slipped to me. Now why don't Rifeir, Tobar, and I go invisible? Okay, I see where you're headed. And then with load, as if you're bringing a bodyguard, and maybe that'll put them more off guard. They won't realize that you brought the rest of the party as well. You know what? I kind of like that plan. All right, that's the plan. Cool. Cool. All right. So you guys uh, leave the the tavern and head towards the engraved arrow. What's the uh, the plan of approach? Uh, I guess just wearily kind of walk up. I mean, I know the party's with me um, and loads with me as well. Um, So, yeah, um, I I think once we get like a safe distance out, then Voir would turn on the invisibility. Or do you want to turn it on like immediately? I don't know how long that lasts. It's a full hour. So probably even before we leave the inn, if we don't want people watching us leave. So we could do that, and then... So the invisibility, does that get everyone, or is that just one person? So I'm going to cast it twice. I'm going to cast it at first level where it's one person, at second level where it's two people. So we get three people out altogether. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Out of the five. Mm -hmm. And we can go out at the same time that that, uh, Jean and... Well, and I also... Yeah, I also have invisibility. If you want, I could cast it on like Smokey if that's what you're thinking. No, no, no. I was oh. looking to see what needed to happen to make sure that we were not detected. But it sounds like we already got that covered, so I'll hold on. Yeah. I was going to cast Pass Without Trace, but. H- hang on to that. We might need it, but hang yeah. on to it right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. So never mind on that. Um, yeah, we'll just keep going then. I don't care if Smokey's seen. He can jump off the roof for all I care. <laughs> um, so we. Um, as we approach, I guess I'm going to put on a little bit of a performance because I don't know if we're being watched. Um, so as we're approaching, you know, I'm just going to look down at this note and look back up and look down. And, you know, as we head towards the um, the engraved arrow, um, we approach the front doors, I guess, of the engraved arrow. And I kind of look around a little suspiciously and then I knock. Okay. Uh, after you knock, uh, you, you see the same sign that, that Tobar saw earlier of we're closed, come back tomorrow. Um, and you knock, you wait a second. Wait a few more seconds. 
with about a minute. I look up at this point and oh, go ahead, Tyler. Sorry, you cut out. There's no response. Okay, so I kind of step back and I look up by this point because it said go above, right? Yep. And I have load give me a boost. I say load boost me up here. You bet. And so uh, I'll have load boost me up, and I'll try to find like an opening. Um, I, ca- I can't imagine it's a super tall building, right? Like, no, it's it's about twenty five feet high. Yeah, standard building. Yeah, so I, I try to scale it, and I just try to find like like say an open window or something like that. Uh, you don't find any open windows. There are a few that are kind of uh, solid shut. Like there, there aren't any. Uh, ways to open that window. Uh, there are a few areas where it's kind of, uh, open for venting, but it's still fairly still not enough for you to, to crawl in. Uh, but as you climb up, you do see that there is a door on the opposite side of this this room. You can't really make out much in the room yet, but you can kind of see light from the door on the, on the opposite side, and you can see stairs leading down. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to cast message to uh, Voir and um, kind of let him know the situation. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back down. I'm going to try to pick the lock on the door, on the main door, front door. That was actually, yep. Okay. Um, roll a... I have no proficiency. <laughs> okay. Then uh, is uh, go for it right here. I was going to say, can I see that he's like trying to pick the lock or something like that? Yeah, uh, see, you would see it for sure. Down and right. Fumble with his hands trying to figure out what's next. I'm going to walk up slowly and sort of like push his hands out of the way and get to go on with my lock picking set. And... I, I almost immediately just act like I'm uh, just staring at the lock like, hmm, what's going on here? Um, and then that way it doesn't look like, I, I don't know if people are watching this, but that way it doesn't look like, um, you know, yeah. that I'm what, just stopping to let some half wings being pushed away. <laughs> what, yeah. uh, what, what would I, um, would uh, I roll anything? Or? So you, you have thieves tools? Uh, yes. Are you proficient? How do I check that? You should have, uh, it'd be under your proficiency. Yeah, like I'm proficient with like a disguise kit and a flute and a horn and a lute and a lyre. Go to your uh, features and traits. Yeah. Oh, features and traits. All right. Um. Select feats, skills, ability score, racial traits, stillness of mind, yada, yada, yada. Like, mine's under rogue features is where mine is. Monk features. Uh, proficiencies. Uh, Can you get athletics. in there? Yeah, athletics, stealth, thieves tools, and cartographer's tools. Okay, cool. Cool. Go so ahead roll a dexterity uh, check with your proficiency on. Cool, cool. Dexterity check. Yep, and then we can just add your for that. Uh, do 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 Seventeen. Oh yeah, dude. Nice. Uh, yeah, you are able to quite easily open the lock. Uh, this shop the doors kind of 
loosely swing open. Yeah. And uh, the door is open. You are now able to go in. Uh, I open the door, but I leave it open behind me so that the party can follow in. Okay. Uh, as you enter, you see that the uh, the shop is half regular, like shop and general store, and half blacksmith. Back there's a uh, large kiln that uh, has a still embering flame. Uh, you see that outside of this uh, this central flame, there's no light. In it. Uh, it doesn't putting in here. Uh, you see kind of tools left on uh, the workbenches and anvils and um, kind of the stock of the uh, the store kind of stuffed out. Okay, I see a set of stairs, though, to go upstairs. Do not. Fucker. <laughs> Means Tyler's done his job. Um, can I do, like, a perception check or anything? Uh, you can do an intelligence. Okay, like, investigation or just intelligence? Straight intelligence. Intelligence. Okay. Um, even with the 15, which is the... Yeah, the, I don't know why well, it's doing that. You're, you're able to, to, to kind of figure this out. You're, you saw the building up. And you saw that it was a certain amount deep, but the depth of this store and even the the blacksmithing area isn't as deep as what the the store looks like on the outside. There must be some more on this first floor. Okay, at this point, I've shut the door behind us so that we can talk a little more openly. Like, we should still be kind of, like, whispering and talking very low, but... Um, a little more openly. Um, can I, like, I don't know, knock on the walls? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, you can knock on the walls. Uh, in fact, everybody give me an intelligence. Save for John? Because I already did one. Um, go ahead and roll another. I know nothing. I got distracted uh, with the beat of the I know, I know absolutely nothing. Tobar and I both forgot our oh. names. No, I actually got a 20. And then I rolled yeah, again. Tobar got, got a 20. 20 oh, just, I, just, just me. I, I'm the only one that forgot my name. Load of so Tobar and Voir, um, you think about it for just a second, and you realize there might be multiple entrances to a building. But the front door isn't necessarily the only way to get in. I definitely tell John, I'm like, hey, um, so this is the store, which is great. But if we're trying to get upstairs, they probably don't have the staircase in the store. It's okay. probably at another place. So we need to go back out and kind of circle the house. All right. So I guess we do that. And then on our way out, we lock the door. Um, I don't. Wanted to really show too much evidence of us being in there. Okay. Uh, you lock the door. Um, right here, give me a uh, another thieves tools check to see how well that lock. Ooh. Ten. Uh, you walk away. Uh, uh, so, 13. 
to the proficiency. Um, you walk away pretty confident that that door is locked. Okay. So I guess we start going around the sides of the building and seeing if we can find any openings or doors or any other entries. You make your way around to the back of the building and there is a door uh, accessible on the back side of the building uh, that is open to the jar. Okay, we go through there. <laughs> you go up the, the stairs and uh, and you enter a fairly large room. Um, you see bookshelves line the walls, filled floor to ceiling with books. Uh, three large rectangular tables sit in the center of the room, each with stacks of more books on top of it. Some open, some with notes scrawled all over it. Uh, scraps of paper litter the, the tables and Leaning over the middle table with uh, back, her back to the entrance and uh, intensely focused on the paper in front of her uh, is a fairly slender, red-haired half-elf and elf in uh, studded leather armor that um, is pretty tight. Uh, her wearing a hood that's kind of down around her neck. And from this vantage point, you can see the backside of a bandolier that holds several thin daggers on it. Um, and as you reach the, as you reach the top of the stairs, Sean, uh, without looking up or even breaking concentration on what she's doing, she uh, she speaks. You came. Good. I'm glad you received my message. Yarwan messaged me and said you'd be on your way through. I'm Athrol. Cut to the point. We've been in contact with the Order Outpost and Ment. They've been looking for a way to permanently the Dark Prince, and rather than vanishing just once again. Uh, a little over a week ago, they stopped responding to our, our messages, and uh, we sent out our two experienced adventurers, uh, and I haven't heard from them. Uh, if, that's, if that research is lost, we might not find a, a way to permanently. What was that last part? One more time, Tyler? Uh, if that research is lost in Ment, we might not find a way to permanently. Okay. Um, at this point, John said nothing. Didn't yep. uh, thanks, Steve. Um, so that was that was uh, that was a lot. Um, uh, has she has she looked at me? Have we made eye contact at this point? Uh, after she finishes talking, she walks over to the bookshelf next to. Uh, the large chimney, which goes up through the backside of the, uh, the this shop, which you can assume is the, the second floor of the kiln and the, the flame that was down below. Uh, she grabs a book from the bookshelf and uh, starts looking down. Looks up at, at you for just a second and looks right back down. Okay. <laughs> I guess we, I, I don't know if we have, I don't know if I have any other questions. Load anything from you? Are you, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of look uh, like around knowing that the party's here and I go, okay, well, I guess since I have no more questions, uh, it was, it was good meeting you, AV. And then uh, we start to leave. John or the invisibility spell on himself. Oh. Okay. Um, 
As, as soon as you do, Athril takes a, uh, a thin dagger from her shoulder, essentially, uh, off of the bandolier and throws it, and it whizzes right past your ear and sticks in the, uh, the bookshelf behind you. Me or Voir? Uh, Voir. Oh, okay. I say, whoa, that was fucking crazy. <laughs> you guys I, see that? I, I did. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't appreciate surprises. Me neither. That's why I didn't like that there was a dagger thrown at me. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I surprise was so cool. Was surprising. Uh, I say, AV, this is Voir. He's not a part of the order. Hey, Yaman mentioned that there were a few that opted. They're not uh, so sure about us yet. I don't think that you're helping the situation. I disagree. I think that was awesome. Lo, so do you, you want to join now? <laughs> no, we've been over this, but still. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> What's the beginning initiate rank for this order? What's that? What's the initiating like rank title for this order? Um, like, what would I be considered? Because I joined. I mean, I just joined too. Yeah. Oh, just an initiate, or am I a member? I don't. I don't know where I technically. Uh, you you are considered a member. You're you're past. In that case, I am going to come out of um, invisibility and quickly kneel and say, "Initiate Tobar at your service." Uh, I think, as far as invisibility works, can you just pop out of it? Like, is that your choice? If I want to become an unwilling target or yeah. creature. You might have to roll for it, though. <laughs> uh, let me look at invisibility, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like I shouldn't just be able to make an unwilling target invisible. It doesn't seem like. What an awesome prank. Someone just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, right? Group. Like, wrecked. I'm trying to so think of a, a reason you would make an unwilling thing uh, creature invisible. There is no unwilling creature part of invisible. It's just any creature I touch, I can just make them invisible. Yeah, I think it's Vaughn's decision. Then in that case, you're just going to hear a voice because I this don't know charging me. I will make it invisible instead. Yeah. Walk, walk up and <laughs> they'll never find you. Boom, gone. I need a challenge. <laughs> Turn this beehive invisible. <laughs> Ultimate prank on you, Mike. You're fucking Holy right. cow, that's <laughs> hilarious. You, know, you want to live the rest of your life invisible? Fuck around with Vlar. <laughs> <laughs> you can make like certain parts of a person invisible. Be like, you have no arm. Be like, ah! <laughs> the power. Anyway, sorry, now that we figured that out, uh, Tobar, while you're invisible, go ahead and... Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say, um, initiate Tobar at your service, and then quickly kneel, because I know there's a dagger coming to me. Uh, at this point, Var cancels the spell, then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Athrol kind of, like, thinks about pulling another dagger and, and throwing, but realizes that if, if there was danger, um, probably would have already happened, so she... Did, 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 did Var cancel it on everybody, or just, just Tobar? Yeah, it would yeah. it would have canceled on you too. I think. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> like another voice. It's like <laughs> you're surrounded, lady. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I bet. I bet Lode was pretty bummed that she didn't throw the dagger again. Yeah. Athel uh, doesn't really acknowledge Tobar. Just kind of like, yeah, cool. Uh, and then turns and walks back to the the bookshelf. 
looking through and it kind of pours over a couple more. Are you looking for a certain book? Oh, I, I have all the books I need. She has Are all you the looking books for a certain book. thing? Wait, War has very specific questions for coming out from invisibility <laughs> that you have to ask. Is, listen, have you heard anything in this town? Has there been anything suspicious going on? Because I saw a man earlier who looked a lot like a guy that was a pretty bad guy. And he seemed to be talking to someone using a message spell. John kind of looks concerned at Voir. Um, she kind of looks up uh, a little a little worried. Um, like you see worry kind of pass through her face for just a second. Uh, and now that she's facing you, she ha- you can see that she has very bright green eyes. Um, and um, they, they kind of like pierce when they, they look at you. And she, she kind of looks and that's concerning. Is Before it- we lost contact with, uh, with our research outpost in Ment, we heard word that there was something coming our way, but they, they weren't able to tell us what. We lost contact for before they were able to know. Well, I think whatever was coming might be coming tomorrow. Uh, Var, what did you see? I, I think you need to spill the beans at this point. Yeah, Var, Var will explain what he uh, what he saw. Okay, uh, so you recap that you saw what appeared to be a younger version of Basil Ood. Um, tavern, and then followed him back to a empty house where he's the lone occupant, and uh, Athril kind of... And you, you say you've come across this individual before? Not this man, but a man who looks a lot like him, yeah. Did he mention where he was going? No. Just that the plan was, was happening and that he'd be ready for it. Something along those lines. Tyler, was Smokey close enough to hear that on where he was headed? Um, when did you turn invisible for? When you uh, left the tower? After he'd left the tavern, yeah. Okay, so almost immediately after? Yeah, I mean, probably pretty close to... Okay. Pretty close so to Smokey... How close did Smokey... Was Smokey following Voir or following... Uh, in person, okay. because Vor went invisible, so he wasn't able to follow him. So he would have yeah, so went after. Was able to follow to the house, but not necessarily you know to like sit outside the window for a while okay. and learn. So cool. you at least know that the the person went to a house in the the southern area in Iron Point when you guys walked in. Um, but you don't know anything about that. Okay. I mean, at this point, I say that. We go raid the house, right? We go in hot and heavy, load load rifier style, you know. Um, the element of surprise and deception is a little bit better on these types. That's of what I'm saying. Incident. I'm saying without them knowing, we just fucking we we go in, we we get them, we it's stop it before it they starts. never knew that we were there in the first place. Though they might set off an alarm if they know that we came in hot and heavy, as you want. Whatever they're planning. They're going to accelerate. If we can go in without them knowing, without them ever knowing that we were there, no harm, no foul. We learn what we need to know. 
but they never knew that we were there. So what are what are what's your suggestion then? Let me have an hour and I will find out who's in that house. Okay, I can, can't do it alone. I will join uh, you. Of course not. What? I not particularly. I'll join you. Your company. <laughs> Take Maybe right here if you can help. <laughs> like yeah. a dad who's not having participation. So far, roll a roll a perception check. Oh, of course. With my plus eight. Tobar, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, we're stronger as a group, and us going in one at a time seems like just a person going into a meat grinder. We know what I'm, these people are keeping I'm not alive. going in. I have a way with nature that I can go and find out who's been going in, who's been going out. I don't need to ever go in. He, he was casting something to a person with message. That means they had to be close. Nature all around us knows what's happened, regardless of whatever's happened or what we can find. Let me go talk to what I'm used to, what I'm here for, as your guys' natural element to the earth. And I will find out the answers you guys need. At least you guys saw it with the body back in the river. Yeah, I was able to find that type of stuff. You what? I said, at least let Rifear go with you. He's stealthy as fuck. Oh, I, I did say. I was like, Rifear can come with me. Yeah. So, really so Bart, um, as you kind of talk to Athrol, uh, you notice the configuration of her leather armor is fairly common with uh, people who are of the rogue class. Okay. Um, what, what talents do you hold? I know also, you're good with the dagger. Health too, by the way. I don't think I know this though. I mean, I'm telling you, as no, as I know as a character in D and D though. I don't. Know <laughs> I'm telling you, I am proficient. It's really meta. Um, no, I'm, I'm saying I'm I'm pretty small as well, just like you. I, I think that we can go unseen. In fact, it's one of my I'm, features. <laughs> gonna, Again, I'm going to use a message to you and be like, "This, I'm not worried about you." It's others in the party I'm worried about. Okay, so we cast invisibility on load and tell him to wait until, you know, we see somebody and then he can strike. I don't think it's that crazy. It's not the most quietest, but okay. Well, maybe he's not the first one to go in, which isn't a great idea, but I I mean, I'm not sure what you're trying to ascertain. I guess that's where I'm a little confused. I'm trying to find out who he's messaging. And what what are you going to use to figure that out? Same thing I used at the river. I'm going to talk to nature and figure out who went in. Can you do that from here? No, I have to leave. I will take Rifear with me. I have no problem with that. If you guys want to wait in the shadows, I can definitely do that. And I can tell you guys if I need help. I think that we wait nearby in like an ambush spot. That would be good. I have my speaking stone and um, we'll, we'll just keep like a, a walkie open, like a baby monitor style open um, to, to hear it. I mean, I think that's the best thing we can do at this point. As then, you all are turned to kind of talk and discuss towards each other, um, you look up and Athrol is now standing on the other side of the uh, without you. She had moved. I am fairly good at. 
Can I can I do a thing as well? Can I try to to, to do like a, a, a stealth off with her? <laughs> See who's stealthing real fast. I rolled a seventeen. That's a pretty fucking good roll, dude. <laughs> so the the way this works out, um, <laughs> the way this will work. <laughs> trying to think of try. on the fly. Um. Basically, hide-and-seek is what it comes down to. Um, she basically waits a second and um, gives you a few seconds to go hide in the, the room. It takes her... Um, see. It takes her about 30 seconds of kind of pouring through the room. You've, you've found uh, a good stack of books to hide your small self behind. Um, you're able to, to kind of hide out of the way for a good amount of time. She uh, kind of is thorough at her search and looks underneath tables and uh, behind other stacks of books. Eventually comes and finds you. Um, and then on her turn to hide, uh, you, the, the rest of the party um, with out really paying attention, um, she just disappears. John you spend actually roll a perception check. Yep. Oh shit. It takes you the better part of like three or four minutes in this like twenty by thirty foot room to find where she went. She managed to get herself up. Uh, kind of spider man across uh, the legs of, uh, of a table, underneath the table, uh, and it's almost completely hidden from sight um, with, without you being able to protect her. Goddamn rogues. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it's pretty fucking cool. Alright, great guys. You both yep. huge dicks. Now, <laughs> actually, solving like, the imminent crisis? Agreed. I say, but you got to show me how you did that, and we uh, we leave the house and we head over to the other house. Okay. Uh, when you uh, leave the blacksmith, it's it's about ten p.m. Um, definitely night has fallen, um, and as you kind of make your way across the, um, the center of this this kind of small market area. The engraved arrow is here, and the house that Basil to is there. As you went into the uh, that small market area, you see there's a small crowd gathered at the market. Uh, yeah, in that small kind of uh, at oh, here. Got it. Sorry, sorry. That kind of open area. Uh, you see. A number of rough-dressed and, and worn villagers circled around a caravan, and a number of people seem to be in really good spirits. Uh, some are cheering, others are clapping. Uh, as you kind of get closer, you see a horse-drawn cart in the center of that circle, uh, and you're kind of coming up on the horse's side, and uh, kind of see several people getting out, out of the, uh, the backside of the cart. Okay. I think that Shadow Team should stay away from that, but uh, Light Team should go check it out. Okay. 
Real quick, guys. Um, yeah. Are we going to reach kind of a pausing point soon? Because I'm probably very much soon. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess Voir, um, Load, and I will approach to see what's going on. What's all the commotion? Okay. As you get closer, uh, you can start to see the, the people who are coming out of this, this covered wagon cart. Uh, you see um, this half-elf woman in green armor kind of step down um, kind of with, with twigs kind of in her hair, almost like antlers. Uh, you see a, um, you see a, a larger man with a, uh, a sword on his back a half-orc uh, individual, kind of a um, rough, uh, open chest. And you see a um, a human man, a bald human man in uh, goldish armor uh, step out with a, a thin mustache. Um, and you immediately recognize the man as Zorander Rex. And it appears that the mist callers have come to Drygold. Oh shit! And that's where all the session. Go, light team. We need to GTFO. <laughs> oh. <laughs>